Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Ready Whip Whipped Cream, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dan and Danimals Drinks, Philadelphia Cream Cheese, and 7-Up to earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. The Custard TV Podcast, the last proper podcast that isn't list-based of the year, and we're going to make it quite possibly the most adequate podcast we can. Oh, don't, don't make promises. Wow. You, you over-deliver. Don't cast checks that your mouth can't. That what's no, the no, one? No, don't, your mouth. <laughs> Damn don't, it. Don't, I, don't, I, don't I, let I your mouth write checks that you, you can't cash or something. This I'm is already you. quite adequate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think I think you can definitely call this a safe to the half stars. Luke. Hey everybody, here's our star. Gary. I've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. The Telly Obsessed Trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This is the Custard TV Podcast. And Matt, is it manic in the post office? It is now? a little bit. This week is I think usually the big week um because a lot of the right. last international posting dates are going this week and then next week it's just like first and second class shock horror we've already run out of second class christmas stamps everyone oh my god i didn't see that on the news <laughs> I, I mean i mean stuff stuff brexit but this is this should be the top item on the news where's david davis is that all post offices or just yours oh well to... i think We've already gone through more than we sold last year, like the Christmas designs. So we've still wow. got second class stamps, but it's just Don't do that to me, Matt. Don't do that to me. He's still got second class stamps, Luke. Calm down. It's all right. It's just the Christmas designs. So the ones with the religious pictures and the ones that the kids have drawn. Just to set back, the religious pictures, you mean yeah. the ones correctly of the Christmas period? Yeah. Because normally, uh, not to go too much into stamps. No, please but... do. This is what I want from an adequate podcast. Normally, you would either have, like, you, normally the Christmas designs are like li- cartoony, say, like cartoony Santas or snowmen. And occasionally there'll be religious ones. And usually if they're cartoony, we'll have the religious ones in from the year before to... Um, all right, Matt. All right. To... I think you were right. I think you were right. Yeah, not yeah, no, to no, go no, to no, 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 no. But to sort he of he started, so he'll finish. Make the people who like the religious ones happy. But this year, what they've done is they put them on like joint sheets, and in the books there's six of each, so everyone's happy in theory. What a word. But they've all gone anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Gary, what do we normally talk about? I drifted off there. We, yeah, we... no. Um... Gary's tea. Um... Gary's tea, Mrs. McNamara. Um... We, have we had any Mrs. McNamara updates? Uh, still... No, I'm, I've been told I'm getting a Christmas card, but I haven't had it yet. The way you said that is like you know there's going to be cash in it. And no, I, I, I wish. 
She should only have said cash out. unless it goes special delivery. Oh my oh. god, stop! <laughs> <laughs> you asked for that. Because this is our last proper podcast of the year, we will be looking more in depth at the Christmas listings, which you can buy in magazine form, or you can look at our comprehensive list on the website now, thecustardtv.com. It goes all and the way. And that won't cost you £4.50. Can, can, I, can I raise raise a slight complaint about the oh, list? Jeez, yes, what? The, the, the yellow bit. Didn't like it. <laughs> what yellow? But there was some that were highlighted in green, and then there was one that was highlighted in yellow, and I didn't like it. And I haven't had the opportunity You'll have to, to feedback change to you. it, Luke. But just for yeah, just just saying, it didn't look very good. You know, if you try to be adequate, I thought it. Was no, that's, the, that's just the podcast. It's the website. Oh, the I website's see. Website's like poor. Less. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the website could be ab subpar. Yeah. Okay. There is no looking. yellow unless I'm just you're looking, thinking. Yeah. Red and green. It is. There was one. Well, maybe in an early. Maybe I saw an early draft. I don't know. There's different greens, but there's no different. You know, you know I'll yellow. Look, I'll look again and get back to you. But you know, the, the, the list was good. Yeah. The quality of the list was good. I'm just commenting on the. Well, know, it's not a list. It's a listing. That that's that soured the podcast. Now I think I I feel for me anyway. Yeah. About, yeah. About this. Well, you know, list, but... it's if you can't speak truth to friends, what can you do? Oh, all right. Okay. So that's ruined everything. <laughs> but um. <laughs> so as I was saying, this comprehensive coloured list. Uh, goes all the way from Saturday the 23rd of December all the way through to the next whole year to Friday the 5th of January 2018. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff in it and you might need to bookmark it and check it every day and, and see what yeah. you want to look at. Download um, it and print it and put it, you know, in a little folder. And you don't have to bother with those do. listing magazines. That's the thing you could do, Gary. Yeah. You've redeemed yourself and, in my eyes. Thank you. And with the blo- and you don't have to tear out any of the blooming travel pages yeah, from the middle it. of it like you do with the uh, with a certain listings magazine. Or read the bit about oh, here's my thoughts about 2017. Talking of the best of the year, the iPlayer have released the most watched figures uh, of the year. To uh, people like us, and for those who are interested, Matt has all the details. Well, there's two episodes of Blue Planet 2, two episodes of Dr. Foster, two episodes of Three Girls, Sherlock the Six Thatchers, um, the first episode of Apple Tree Yard, the first episode of Series 4 of Line of Duty, and the first episode of Taboo. One thing we should say is that the the Blue Planet 2, which is number one, uh, was 4,235,000 requests. That's the Mm. that's the most watched. And the number 10, which is Dr. Foster, uh, episode two, uh, was three million and fifteen thousand. Gary, head west. Certainly. And the first thing to say is that Netflix have officially announced that the, the they will be uh, showing Stranger Things Season 3. The rumours are out there that it won't be till 2019, though, so we might have to last a whole year without it. Is that it the same shame. with Game of Thrones as well? 
Hmm. Well, again, that's rumoured, but apparently they've done a lot of the more of the filming for that Game of Thrones. It's more to do year, with you. May as well go into hibernation, Gary. Well, I might, I might get some stuff on the list done. You never know. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, because there's, 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 there's a World Cup. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and also, Netflix have announced uh, that they they've officially renewed Mindhunter for season two. Uh, these are things that we kind of were guessing, but uh, has been uh, confirmed. Also confirmed. Disappointingly, or not disappointingly, mm. for disappointingly. Matt and Luke. Big Little Liars has been renewed for season two. I'm disappointed. Golden Globe TV nominations. Now, the Golden Globes is more of a marker towards the Oscars for films, but they do, unlike the Oscars, carry a TV section. What I'd like to do is, because we've never done this before, as I read out each category, (laughs) I want you to pick a winner. We're not reading out each category. No, no, no. I'll do the major categories. Okay. Right, for best drama, we have The Crown, Game of Thrones, The Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, This Is Us. Luke, your winner. Handmaid's Tale. Matt, your winner. That's I'll go with Stranger fair. Things. I'll go well, with Stranger that's, Things. That's, what do you mean? Do you think who who will win or who we want to win? Because uh, going to win, but I probably would prefer Stranger Things to win. Go for who you think will win because yeah. this is a competition. So I have tough fun. I'm, I'm going to go for um, uh, I'm going to go for Stranger Things. Okay. Best actor: uh, Jason Bateman for Ozark, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. Freddie Highmore for The Good Doctor, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, and Liv Schreiber for Ray Donovan. Sterling Matt, K. Brown. Come to you. Oh, okay. Come to Luke first. Then. I, I was going to say the same. Sterling <laughs> K. Brown. For God's sake, Matt. Uh, well, let I me go, go first next time. Well, yeah. I will go for Freddie Highmore for The Good Doctor because of the ratings. Matt, coming to you first on Best Actress. Yeah. Uh, Catriona Balf for Outlander, Claire oh. Foy for The Crown, Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Deuce. Catherine Langford for 13 Reasons Why or Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth um, Moss. And Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, will go, I will go with Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Juice. I will just go with comedy. We won't go for actors. Uh, comedy, uh, Blackish, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which we're talking about soon, Masters of None, Smilf, I don't even know what that is. And Will and Grace. I read about because I wasn't sure either. It's a single mother I'd like to... <clears throat> oh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm aware. Oh, you got okay. a cough, mm-hmm. Matt. Yes. Yeah. Get some um, strepsils. Or suck a fisherman's friend. I find that useful. <laughs> <laughs> this is really adequate. Yeah. Uh, Luke, coming to you first uh, out of that list. Blackish, the marvellous Mrs. Maisel, Master of None, Smilf, and Will and Grace. Master of None. Okay. And Matt? I'm t- I'm not sure on this list. There's no. I- I'm going to go for because we're talking about it in a minute. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay, last one is TV movie or miniseries because it's uh, no. Big Little Lies, Fargo, Feud, Betty and Joan, The Sinner, and Top of the Lake China Girl. All shows that we've picked up in the last year. Luke, you first. Do you want to go on three, Matt, or do you want to separate it? Yeah, I was going to say. Here we go. One, two, three. Little little lies. Little lies. That works well, I think. I'm I'm going to agree with you. It's not what I would want, but it is who I think will win. And are you going for Kyle McLaughlin? Well, I wasn't going to do actors and stuff, but yeah, I would do Kyle McLaughlin so as to keep this. (laughs) Is that after you stuck to Fisherman's Friend? Indeed, after you've done that. So there you are, Golden Globe, 7th of January, we will talk about the winners. It, as I say, this isn't quite as prestigious as the BAFTAs over here or the sort of the, is it the Emmy Awards, isn't it, that get yeah. all the, the plaudits? This is um, this is decided by a group called the Hollywood Foreign Press Foreign Association, Press. who are a mysterious group of people who just make odd decisions, but um, yeah. it's not like the Academy is made up of all different people from different 
uh, yeah, the industry or the BAFTAs are the same, aren't they? This is this is um, just old man, really. Okay, moving on. Uh, two reviews uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, the first oh, of which is a. On. I don't know. The first of which is a Netflix series. Uh, no, it's not. Dark. Oh, dark. No, hang on. Before we start this, yeah. like on our Netflix. They call Better Call Saul a Netflix original, but it's on AMC. And on the American Netflix, I think this call... is a this is a Netflix original. So they've not. It probably this... isn't on Netflix in Germany where it was originally no, made. It's, I would it's, it's a original series. It is a Netflix original series. So it's, it is. Oh, hold on, it's I'm not in IMDb. Like a, a I should be able no, to. It's a Netflix original series. So is Happy Valley if you're in America. So I just it's a Netflix to original series. <laughs> it's the first German Netflix original series. I'm happy. So this is a, a family saga <laughs> with a supernatural twist. It's set in a German town where the disappearance of two young children exposes the relationships amongst four families. To give it that kind of heading doesn't really kind of do it justice. It, it has got very much a feel of Stranger Things, particularly obviously with the fact that you've got disappearance of young children. Basically, the story is set in the future, but not well, that not- far, just, just 2019. So not sort of that far. Now, is he missing or dead, the original character who then writes to the family? There are people missing as well as dead. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Yeah. Um, so it is quite confusing. It's the, boy, the ginger boy who's missing. That's it. Yeah. Um, and in the first episode, you see that this, this man create, uh, commits suicide. You see his, his son. Uh, his mother is holding on to a letter, which she has been told not to open till a set date in 2019, which we're coming up to. He's, um, he's not just a date, a time, a specific time. Well, that's right. Yeah, there's, a, there's date. a date and time, isn't there? We see these kind of like different families. We see one, the, the, uh, the principal of the high school who's married to one of the local sheriffs or police officers. We see a number of interactions uh, with their children, uh, varying ages, I think sort of a teenage daughter, teenage son. And a, well, there's a, a lot of teenagers, boy. isn't there? It's like the teenage children of the people who sort of, because this is a small yeah. German town, isn't it? So you've got. Like the children of like the poli- one of the police officers and the head teacher. Yes. You've got the police chief and like the psychiatrist have got a child. You've got the um, the son of the guy who committed suicide, and then yeah. the massive nuclear power plant as well that sort of looms and, and, over the town. And and then you've got obviously the school setting. You know, you've got teenagers acting like teenagers. You know, there's a lot of drug use. There's and a lot a t- of... And, and there is a teenager who has gone missing um, from That's the sort. And that reminds, I have to say, for me, it did remind me a lot of the first series of Broadchurch, that there was that big meeting where they were talking about their concerns and everything about the boy going missing and how the town had to band together and things like that. And that reminds and, and, me and it's, you know, there, there, there's elements of things like the return, isn't there? You know, a, a, a community well, that's small been communities, impacted. isn't it? It's any yeah. TV show that's, that is the focus for me. But then I think as you're going to go on to, there is a supernatural element to it as well. They go down to this cave where the person that's missing apparently hid their their weed stash. And and basically when they go down to the cave, they, they struggle to get in there. And then there's some sort of supernatural happening. 
uh, that takes place. We're not really sure, but it coincides with the opening of the envelope. It also coincides mm. with a meeting at the school where they're discussing the missing boy. And strangely, an old man just kind of walks in. Was he well, half dressed? He's the, he's the father of the psychiatrist and the police chief. Psychiatrist's father, who's got dementia and is mm. saying it's happening again because we learn that I think it's the brother of the policeman. He went missing like in Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, there, there was And a then lot this of is like it's happening that. again. And then we've got uh, Mikkel, the young sibling of the of the three who goes missing when they're doing the, the weed stuff as well. But we find out that the ginger lad who's gone missing is in some weird 1980s style room, isn't he? He's like in a reflex club or something. Well, th- this is where we saw the 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 the, uh, the dead or alive. Yeah. Uh, you spin me right round, which was yeah. completely weird. In a show set two years in the future, there's yeah. a whole scene of uh, 19, and there was also another like a German music there, like a Nana yeah. 99 Ripple. It wasn't that, but it was like yeah. that. I kind of feel like this show, and I'm moving away from the recap into my opinion. <laughs> trying very hard to be weird but i feel like actually it's quite good it's not as weird as it wants to be in other words there's actually very good storyline in here it, although it's a bit convoluted at times and I, I i think that's probably due to the fact that i need to watch more episodes and, and you know i chose to watch this now there's various ways of doing this i would say this is the best dubbed program i've ever seen because the dubbed makes sense. I if you're not dubbed, I thought it was terrible dubbed. So you watched it with British with English subtitles. I no. watched it in German with British subtitles. I did as well because I didn't watch it on Netflix. And I um, think all right, the, well, the I, idea that you would watch I'm it dubbed it. is, is mm. dubbed. Well, I, it really? was automatically set when I did it. I don't know how, but when I clicked on Netflix, when I clicked play, it was automatically done. Oh, it was I, only it, half. Yeah, it was done to, by me too, but I had to change it. I don't think I would have liked it dubbed. I always prefer those, like, for example, with, like, um, Japanese animation, they give you the option of having it, like, dubbed or with subtitles, because I I think it loses something when it's not in its original... I couldn't have watched The Bridge with American voices or English voices. Luke, what did you think of it? I struggled to follow it. I really couldn't okay. follow it. And even the way you were describing it then, I got lost. There's a lot going on in episode one. There's a lot to and take the, in. And, and up being the, Luke, I had, I had the Netflix open with all the characters and their relationships. Okay. So I could because sort of I couldn't out. even follow like who people were, yeah. their relationship to one another. I couldn't follow what was now and what hmm. was not now. And I haven't had that for a long time. And I couldn't tell if something was... There was a lot of information. I like the feel of it. I like the atmosphere of it, but I really struggled to know what was going on and who mm. was who. And I don't think that was to do with the fact it was German because I was reading it. I thought it was too many shows in one for me. It was many Yeah, it was. It was too many things all in one. And I just found it a bit exhausting. Mm. And I was just going, it'll end soon and, and checking the Netflix thing where it tells me how much is left because I just found it a bit exhausting. And okay. I liked all the teenager stuff, but that didn't gel very well with the adult stuff. Mm. And yeah, I, I like the, the teenage it. stuff was the best thing for me as well. Yeah. So you probably you won't be watching anymore, Luke. No, probably not, because I I didn't find it an enjoyable watch. I found it a really confusing and yeah. and disorientating mm. one. I found it. I Matt, relaxed, yeah, what did you feel, Matt? I relaxed into it, but I can I I completely understand Luke's point. I don't agree with you, Gary, to the extent that I don't think it was as sort of fantasy orientated as I thought it would be, as Stranger Things is. Certainly at the moment, you know, there's that threat of what's 
lurking in that hollow that they they sort of found and the little boy went missing tonally it sort of it verged from sort of like the 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 town meeting and stuff like that the sort of domestic dramas you know there's the affair going on between the the police officer and the sort of the widow of the guy who committed suicide there's the whole stuff about like what's gone on in the past then there's like something like a fantasy type element I don't think I'll watch any more, but I did enjoy what I saw. Oh, and I really like the opening titles as well. I thought they were good. I think I will keep watching. I've I've heard that this is good. You know, people that I, I respect and trust have said, you know, this is worth keeping going with. So I will do that. They would show pictures of, like, the family. And even then, I wasn't sure. I was looking at the pictures going... Well, have I seen her already, yes. or who is that? And yeah, I've, yeah never, the, I've never experienced. No, that before, I know what you really. mean. Like, for example, with the when when you first met the hotel owner woman, and I, I was like, I was like, do I know her? Have we seen her before? Because she <laughs> yeah. seems like someone we we've the, sort the, of seen before, but I don't know. The, thought, the introductions to each character were a little weird. The first introduction to the hotel is is her arguing with her bank. Where you get the idea that obviously the hotel isn't doing very well, but you get nothing about her other than she's a bit angry. Moving on, uh, this one comes to us via Amazon in this country, um, and I think I've got the title in the wrong way round on our list. It's, is it The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes. I'm oh. not going to do very well describing this. I'm going to ask Matt if he can help me, because this is actually... Uh, is it written or produced by the creators of the Gilmore Girls? All, all of it. All of the above. So... Matt, you are more, you know, in in tune with this writing than I am. Yeah. So this is um, created by, written by, directed by Amy Sherman Palladino, who most famously created the Gilmore Girls with her husband Dan, who's also heavily involved in this. It's set in the late 1950s, I think, and follows uh, the titular Mrs. Maisel. Uh, midge to her friends. Uh, the first episode or the pilot. I don't know how we could describe. It. We'll say it's the pilot. The opening scene is basically her wedding speech. Very rare that a bride delivers a speech at her wedding. And it is essentially like a stand-up set that she's doing. And it's like flashbacks to her meeting her husband. And then you go into seeing her life. You know she's a, she's a housewife. They've got two kids. He works as a um, sort of almost like a madman type situation, I feel. He's, he's sort of... He, I didn't quite work out what his job yeah, was. I, I really. don't think it will. There's that line, isn't it? He doesn't quite. He doesn't quite know what his job is. I don't know if that's yeah. like a recurring gag where they're not actually going to tell you what he does, but he works in office. He's vice president of some sort of company, um, and uh, his sort of hobby that he wants to turn into a profession is that he's sort of a stand-up comedian. She goes along to the clubs with him and often like bribes the club owners to put him on in an earlier slot with like various cooked food Bris- briskets. briskets and uh, briskets and cakes things. she thinks he's funny then it turns out he's been stealing his act from i think it's bob newhart bombs at the club and um while the friends are there and he gets he basically decides to leave reveals that he's having an affair with his secretary her life sort of spirals out of control as a result and she goes back to the comedy club and gives this sort of diatribe about her life and things like that and ends up uh, flashing her boobs and getting uh, arrested for public indecency. But the, um, I think she's one of the workers, maybe the manager of the club, uh, Susie, played by the brilliant Alex Borstein, and as a result says, you know, I'll, I'll back you up and things like that. And then the episode, the well, the first episode of the series, after the pilot, sees her sort of wrestling with whether she wants to do it. And then the end of that episode, she finds out that the apartment that she has is actually paid for by her in-laws who now basically are saying 
oh, we want it back because if you're separating, mm. then there's no need, you know. Yeah. If you want to stand on your own two feet, you'll do it without our, without our money. It's essentially the story of this woman becoming one of the first stand-up comedians. I really like this, and I think partly you can tell it's Amy Shim Palladino, the sort of the speed of the... Um, it's lightning quick dialogue. Yeah. Stylistically, it looks fantastic. I mean, Amazon, yes. I think, have put a lot of money in this. The period yeah. detail is fantastic. The music is great as well. I loved the music in this. Rachel Brosnahan, I can't even say her name, Brosnahan? It's an odd name to say. Brosnahan? Brosnahan, let's go with that. He's absolutely Pierce's fantastic. daughter, yeah. Uh, uh, he's absolutely fantastic. And a uh, Golden Globe nominee as well. He's absolutely fantastic in the lead role. Alex Borstein's amazing there. Interactions are great. Tony Shalhoub as well as Midgey's father is brilliant. I he's really like, like him. He's the, really he's this like, like reserved maths professor who doesn't. The mother quite was know. played by somebody reasonably famous as well, or certainly someone uh, I recognise. Well, Marin Hinkle, I don't know. I mean, I I just loved it, and I say I'm probably going to finish it soon. I've just finished episode four. So it's just I great. asked you to watch it's, this originally. So yeah. you watched it, and we spoke briefly last night. You hadn't start, or you had started it last night. I just hadn't... finished the pilot when we spoke. Okay. When did you watch the next three? Right, so I watched the pilot and then the one after that last night and three and four today. It's an easy watch, which is good. You know, it, it's gentle enough. There is some uh, sharp edges to it. You know, it's about a divorce. I mean, he is a very weak character, Joel. Midge is a very strong woman. Amy Sherman Palladino, her themes are coming through in this. I mean, she's obsessed with, like, gender equality, which is a big part of this. Class is a big part of this the sort of idea that women can't do what men can do that is a big theme of this and i think mm. and also i think she sort of found her flow being on like a streaming service i mean uh, gilmore girls came back on netflix last year in the states they're yeah. releasing their best of the year and this is mm. just this has made the cut for a lot of people yeah i mean um, i think the united states border patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash usbp. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If I'd have watched this sooner, it would probably be on mine. Oh, really? I really liked it. I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of Alex Borstein. I don't know why. The lead, though. Can you remind me of her name again, Matt? The, I'll the try. <laughs> oh, is that the one you couldn't say? Rachel Brosnahan. Rachel Brosnahan. My apologies. I was really engaged with her and really rooting for her mm. quite early on because she's not in your face. She's quite gentle and, and self-assured, and she's not one of these strong women out t to tell everybody how strong and wonderful she is. She's really like laid back and relaxed, and it's really mm. nice to spend time with her. And as you say, it's a really gentle watch. I don't think there's anything like it at the moment where you can just stick it on and you don't have to work your brain too hard and you can just be entertained and I will be sticking with it. Gary, on the other hand... No, it, it, this isn't for me. I can admire the show. Yes, I thought I that. Think, I think particularly, I, as you say, the, 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 the sort of like the setup and the sets are spot on. 
you know, and there is very much a Mad Men feel, which I think is appropriate because obviously it's set in around that time period. You and didn't I like do, Mad Men though, did you? No, I didn't like Mad Men because I didn't really understand why it was being made. But I mean, I, I think this is a bit different. <laughs> Well, no, because it's like no one ever said, let's talk about the world of advertising, but obviously it's they one made... It's the US's biggest shows I know. in the world. Okay, fine, but then I don't agree. I think it uh, was just that the advertising was a backdrop for all these sort of flaws. Yeah, but I couldn't get over the advertising bit. That was the problem. Couldn't you okay, get over uh, the comedy bit in this? I do think it's quick and very witty, but I, I wasn't particularly engaged. I found it a little bit comedic in the wrong senses. Like, they were trying to portray a drama... It's a comedy drama. There was, it's a comedy no, yeah, drama. but there, there was this kind of like this kind of repetition. You know, he goes to the club, she gets the earlier slot that I didn't quite get my head around. She's this character who sort of had everything plotted out for herself and things, and thought she knew where her life was going. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a riches to rags to yeah. riches story. I mean, it, yeah. I, I I get that. Well, I don't know about the riches again. Well, we do, well, yeah, I suppose that's the part we don't know. But, but you I know, think she, she's hit she's hit rock bottom and and discovers that she's show- actually was the one that had the talent. Yeah. I do not think this is for me, but no, I can okay. admire the stylizing yeah. and the and, and the and the look and feel. Of well, the at show. least we've all found something yeah. we're going to watch. Not 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 yeah. everybody. Not everything is for everyone. I just wondered though, there, Gary. Do you struggle with things that aren't one thing? Because I know Cold Feet you struggled with because it's like a drama, but it's also a comedy. And like Matt found humour in Mind Hunter that you didn't really pick up um... on. Do you think you struggle with things? That they need to be in a box where you can go right. This is this. May- thing. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, my my sort of introduction to American television was more the procedural kind of stuff, which, as you say, is very much case of the week, things moving on. But then I don't know. No, I but can enjoy I mean shows is, on different layers. Do you think a drama can be a drama and a comedy can be a comedy, and the crossover is something you um... might struggle with more than? No, you I struggle think I could... to find humour in things that you know aren't naturally humorous situations. To be comedies, yeah. I don't know, maybe. It's worth thinking about. I think, as I said before, I think she's someone who who enjoys the freedom of having these, you know, because it is quite swearing parts and, and there's the nudity in it. And, but I well, think it, it, she, she likes the freedom. Even with Gilmore Girls, I think when the um, WB became the CW, that's when they yeah. left show before the final season because i think they fell out with someone at the network or so she's never really been able to deal well i think with network executives without that sounding too much like well it, it, it's interesting because there's a couple the lines. there's a couple of things this year obviously david lynch bringing back twin peaks you know and he talks mm. a lot about his struggles with the network in the 90s and the freedom he needed to write the show he wanted to some extent the good fight you know the the liberalization of the fact that they wanted to use swears in this series something they wouldn't have been able to do on the good wife obviously because it being on cbs mm. shonda rhimes has signed some massive contract with netflix that they're going after not so much the shows but the creators now mm. and yeah. getting that that kind of like input right at the beginning and saying look we'll back you on whatever ideas you've got rather than going after a specific show I wonder when the Netflix bubble will burst, or if it will, or if if the well, I, I'm will burst. I I I thought that it would have burst by now, but they've been able to sort of keep their model going, and I think and what they've also been able to do, any other streaming service really, it's like you know Hoover and, and vacuum cleaner. Netflix is the streaming service you talk about, isn't it? You don't talk about yeah. Amazon, you talk about Netflix. Yeah. I was going to say, you wouldn't mean Hoover, you meant Hulu, and then I realised what you were doing there. No, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't talking about Hulu. Do you know, I was looking through the Hulu back catalogue, because I didn't know what they showed. You can only watch, in America, Hollyoaks on Hulu. 
you're joking. Why would you no. do that? What I was going to say, actually, before was the Netflix thing. They are now starting to cancel the stuff that has been like the big budget stuff like Sense8 and, and the yeah. Get Down. There is the, the feel that they are tightening the belts a little bit. Yes, I would agree with some that. Regards. With the reviews, and we're going to do it fairly quickly because we've got Christmas pick of the week to come. Look forward to that. Um, Matt, in the northern area. Well, I don't think we need to spend that long Bancroft, do we, really? <laughs> this um, had an interesting journey to our screens. Um, originally commissioned oh, to... Oh, I love it when he says stuff like that. And what? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's, it just it makes us sound like more than an adequate podcast when you say stuff like that. He raises oh, the level. very long. Uh, originally scheduled to be uh, on ITV Encore... Uh, it got really? moved very suddenly mm-hmm. yeah. to um, to ITV. Originally, this week, they were going to strip across the Hatton Garden um, drama starring Timothy Spall. That has been shelved, not cancelled. Apparently, there's legal issues. That's what I've read, so I'm not quite sure Somebody what's going on there. the Hatton Garden community has, yeah. So they've sort of rushed this Bancroft on instead over four nights. Originally, I'm sure it was going to be over four weeks on ITV Encore, so nobody would have seen it. This is a police procedural star, Sarah Parrish as the titular Bancroft, this strong female uh, detective who in the present day is leading these uh, raids on like this uh, notorious drug lord of the area. Meanwhile, you've got um, Faye Marseille playing Kate, I think her character was called, um, who's this sort of ambitious younger copper who wants to be part of this team that's going out on the raid, but her male colleagues are being sort of promoted ahead of her or in favour of her. And she gets put on cold cases by Adrian Edmondson, oddly, who pops up in this. Yeah, that's a weird uh, bit of uh, of casting. He seems to be doing no work. When she goes into his office, he's just reading a book. He was horrendous in this. Mm. Really like... It was in Prey as well, wasn't it? It was like comedy. It was like really crap. She gets put on cold cases, and wouldn't you just know it, the cold case that she looks into... The first one! ...was, was one where um, Bancroft uh, was the like the first copper on the scene and finds this woman who's been stabbed, I think it was like 27 times or something like that. So she's sort of working with this forensic scientist trying to... This is fame, I'll say. While um, Bancroft realises she's working on this and is trying to sort of dissuade her from doing it and there's there's insinuations you get that she, that it's been covered up you see that kenneth cranham who oddly is also in the Hatton garden thing so he's getting paid well, whatever he got happened. paid yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's sort of saying oh stay away from this you don't you don't want to sort of delve into it uh we learn bancroft is in line for a promotion with uh, art malik is there as well a lot of like supporting famous faces here this was just very dull, quite a slog to get through. Mm. Nothing we haven't seen before. I thought Faye Marseille was all right. It's nice to no, see I didn't her, like her almost either. taking I didn't the lead. Like Sarah Parrish, I cannot now take seriously after Anna yeah. Ramps. I kept waiting for her to walk into a glass yes, window. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yes. No, 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 absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, there were several scenes in this that were crunchingly awful. Uh, particularly, <laughs> like particularly. That. It's all over the shop. The dialogue is 
absolutely shoddy. Art Malik's way of telling her uh, that she might get a promotion is the most groaningly awful scene of television I've seen this year. I like crunchingly and groaningly that. Um, but I, oh. one thing I forgot to mention is at the beginning during this like drugs raid and stuff and she gets like scratched on her face and then the scar seemed to move around her yeah, face. Yeah, a lot of people picked up on that and I don't know if this is continuity or not. Well, it's not continuity because the scar moved. Well, yeah, no, but is it a continuity <laughs> mis- me- yeah, mess up? Probably. The whole thing feels rushed. A lot of people said they kept waiting for AC12 to turn up. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that's doing a disservice well, to Line I, of Duty. Well, actually, if you look at the um, press... I was doing just that. They all look very Line of Duty, don't they? This shouldn't have been made. Why are they making stuff of this low quality with, with decent performers doing terrible, terrible dialogue? What, what really decent happy? performers are in it? Well, Sarah Parrish is usually a decent mm. performer. She's done a lot of stuff in her past... They must say we've liked in other things. Fresh meat springs to mind immediately. But I, I've it's... never really been a fan of Art Malik, and as you say, that the, the, the age <laughs> it was in one scene. From. Yeah. No, no, but but like you know, it, but it was such a terrible scene. Some people are comparing it and saying ITV have got a new line of duty on their hands, and if you think that, you're a lunatic. Oh yeah, <laughs> if you think this is anywhere near that, then please give up watching television now. Yeah, just just you don't go deserve on, TV. Go home. Load of rubbish. Right, so shall we chat uh, I'm a Celeb, the whole series, yeah. in one fell swoop? I mean, we we called it pretty early on, I think, that Toph was going to win this series, because she was the one that they sort of had sort of yeah. earmarked for it success. Was the same with Scarlett last year. I remember, like, and, two days and in. And Vicky right. Patterson. The good thing okay, about I'm a Celebrity enough. is that nice people... Nine times out of ten will make the final, and nine times what? out of ten will win. As a, as a whole, I've enjoyed this series. I said before that last year I didn't find it that intriguing because they all got on to an extent. It was an older camp this year. That's why I enjoyed it. I will now pass over to Gary so he can gush about Ian Lee for a bit. He became the anti-hero for all of the people in the camp. The one that they can hate, and that's a role that he's very comfortable playing. I don't think that's he the case. Really. And I don't think he was comfortable. I think he was really no. uncomfortable. No, no, no. At the beginning, I think he was. No, I know him. He was perfect in his comfort zone. Yeah, no. When I he was being, when Gary, he was yeah. being the bad prime, when he was being the angry the, prime the minister and doing all that. Days, he was sort of playing a role, wasn't he? he yeah, was he was playing the like character. Mick, yeah. And I think what it was, Gary, for me is that the first couple of days he did come in and was this larger than life personality mm. but mm. then after he did after he couldn't do that swimming trial he sort of Absolutely came yeah it. and then obviously all the stuff with the strawberries happened mm. and I think every time he sort of became like the pariah in camp and as people started to leave and that group of sort of macho males were there and were left and were sort of plotting Certainly against that- him not plotting against became... him, but sort of no, taking that... against him. I'd be up for doing one, but I, you're obviously that. very keen, so... My only problem, and I'll be honest with you, Ian, is that you've said, get me out of here twice. Oh, and yeah. that... what I don't want to do is we don't have no dinner. No. And so... Okay, but I've also got 11 not... stars on one. I get that, but you've also said, get me out of here twice. Yep. And failed... Out, out of the three you've done, you've failed basically... No, I failed one of them. No. The other one was a challenge. If you come back with nothing, mate, yeah. you know, I yeah, think no, no, it works. everyone will it. be upset. It's brave of you to say that you want to do it. All right, you I don't think, want me to do yeah. it, that's fine, I won't do no, it. No, but, but people do overcome fears, you know? Guys, you don't you want me to do make it. Sure I, you I, eat Amir, I get it, you don't want me to do it, I'll withdraw my offer. People okay. thought at the beginning that I might not be able to do stuff, 
And yes. I did, and yeah, I can. Everyone was going to have a go, and you've never said those words, OK? But does that mean I can do no more trials for the rest of the run, then? Is that what you're saying? Because that feels a little bit unfair. Well, well, Ian, the problem is, is uh, you've gone out a couple of times and you've come back with, with nothing, because yeah. you can't do it. Yeah. So that obviously causes me a slight issue. OK, although, well, then I won't do any more trials on here, but it just seems a little bit... Ian, 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 you don't need to be all like that. Yeah, but, that's how, but that's what it's sounding like to me. I feel significantly more confident than I did the other day, so I was quite happy to, to kind of stand my ground a bit. But, um, yeah, it did feel a bit humiliating having my list of failures, you know, kind of recited back to me. And the offer is withdrawn, and I won't submit for any more trials. Go and do it, Ian. Hold on, Fred. Nothing gets you in. It's just it's that's, nothing, not knowing, I'm no, allowed to say taken. my piece like no, everyone that, else. Yep. No, so don't taken, put Dennis. it on to me as if. Dennis, I'm not. One it's, second. It's gone. Let, let me finish what I've got to say. Dennis, it's gone. Let, let, let it me go, dude. But let me finish what I've got to say, let and go. then you can say. Don't cut people down. In. Let them say. I want to explain to you my thought oh. process. Now, don't make faces like well, that. It sounds it like you're telling way. me off. In. Let me explain what I what I've got to say. Right. If everyone chooses for you to go tomorrow, right, I haven't got a problem. So don't put it on that I can't do, you I'm can't do no more trials you. because that's only my thought process and I'm allowed that thought process. You are process, allowed that thought process. But please don't throw that back at me. I'm oh, not so throwing I can't anything do any back more at trials. you. I'm throwing don't nothing back at you. Don't play a game with me. I don't like I'm games. I'm not playing any hey, games folks, with you, Dennis. I'm going to call this meeting over. I did identify with that because you, I, I, you may not know it to hear me talk, but I am not the most sort of alpha of males. So that's no, sort of... No. God. Being surrounded, but being, I would say I'm more like Ian Lee, that sort of sarcastic sort of, you yeah. know. No, I don't believe what I'm hearing. I can't, um, I'm struggling to process this. When you're around sort of like men like Men's that, men. you do struggle. Mm. You do get that when you're around like sports people mm. and whatever Jamie Lomas is. Anton Dex said he had the biggest journey in there, but I would say it wasn't until, because I felt sorry for him a lot of the way through, as everybody did, mm. but I think I preferred it more when he turned off his Ian Leanness towards the end and, and yeah, just embraced, I, 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 embraced being there and enjoyed being there. And that was what made him more enjoyable for me to watch was when he met up with his sister again and you saw yeah. the real person. I think he is somebody probably to his own admission, who struggles to turn off the Ian Lee would, inside him. Would you say this racks up as like one of the bigger series or will you not remember this after it's finished or...? I think it proved itself again, as we've said in the past, that it's really entertaining, doesn't that state it's welcome. I think I... some of the trials they do are getting a little bit stale and a little bit hackneyed. But I, I do enjoy uh, Some it. of the forums I went on said there was too many trials and not enough camp life. Yeah, there wasn't was enough I, I, I've got no comparison. And so I, I, think, I think that's why they focused on the Ian Lee air quotes bullying as much as they did, because there wasn't a lot of else to show no. in camp. But I, and, I, I do you know, think Toff like, was a genuinely lovely person. And I'm glad and I really yeah, liked I, Stanley Johnson as well. I thought he was someone who could have stayed to the end. I really liked Stanley. Gary, well, that was it. Slightly, yes. slightly hypocritical because you watched all of the series because of friends on it. But yes. as a sh as a show, did you enjoy it enough when Ian wasn't on the screen? Did yes, because get, I haven't. Did you yeah, feel connected think... to all of them the same way normal viewers would outside of Ian Lee? I did find Toff very likable. I didn't know a thing about her before I came in, other than she was in Made in Chelsea, I, I, and she was delightful and she was smiling and she was clever. You sort of think, oh, we're going to be quite airheaded. 
but she's not. She was very clever. She had many long conversations I, with Stanley that you know about yeah. deep political and, and and things. And she genuinely seemed excited to be there. And I suppose Ant and Dax jokes were amazing. And I oh, think yeah. what makes them work on this is that they sort of break the fourth wall a lot of the time, don't they? And do yeah. like. Uh, and the running the about running how gags. rubbish that that um, Ian Lee trial was, the one with the spaceship, just completely mocking the. There, how there were it. times when their fourth wall breaking went a little bit, and I'm thinking because like they they jokingly said that Ant or Deck had Jack Maynard in the sweepstake. That was Ant. That's a bit close to that. Like that's just right, that's almost just. A, they can do it. I like that. No, I love that. I know, that's but like, that's that's quite close to the bone, really, that's, isn't it? That's, that's quite good. close. Yeah, they, can, they can do anything. They can do anything because they're Ant and Deck. And did you enjoy it enough to think? Yeah, I. Only I think. Three weeks, I think I, I might. It. Again, I, I might think about who's going in because I do think that's important. I don't, um, I don't know every year, and I no. say every year that it's not relevant who goes in. But again. I think the mix... I, I'll tell you this. I don't think the names and who it is is relevant. I think the mixture and the ages, that's where the, yeah. the characters, okay. other than the level of fame, the personalities... Because if Toph walked in here like, like last year, I wouldn't have known who she was. No. And now she was one of my favourite people for three weeks. Bumper ratings as ever. Yeah, so that's... The review's done. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com Okay, it's now time for Christmas Pick of the Week. Christmas Eve, um, 8 o'clock on Channel 4. Matt and I have loved it in the past. I've seen no reason why we wouldn't love this as well. Child Genius versus Celebrities. Christmas Special. Richard Osman. All the Child Genius we love. Dom Jolly's on it. Janet Street Porter. Bob Delaney. It's just really good fun and I've always enjoyed it. Uh, well, the one they did last time. And I'm sure I'll enjoy this one. Um, and then on Christmas Day, uh, the yeah. Great Christmas Bake Off is on 7:40 p.m. on Channel Four. That is Prue and everybody back, Paul and Noel, Noel and Sandy, Sandy and some favourite bakers. They're all back on that day. Val, Sassy, Benjamina. Yeah. Boxing Day is Travel Man with the aforementioned John O'Ham from Mad Men. And finally on the <laughs> Wednesday for me, the day after Boxing Day, uh, 9 o'clock on BBC Two, Alan Partridge. Why, when, where, how, whom? Uh, that is a celebration of all things Partridge when he returns to the BBC in 2018. It's behind the scenes stuff, it's un- unseen rehearsal footage, it's a chat with Steve Coogan. It's a full documentary on... Uh, Alan Partridge and one final one it's not on over Christmas but well worth mentioning on Monday the 16th of December which is this coming Monday the Christmas special of the Secret Life of four year olds the 18th my apologies the 18th the Secret Life of four year olds at the nursing home which we've discussed many times and loved the old people's home for four-year-olds at Christmas. I could not think of the title. <laughs> that was you obvious, might, yeah. You might have been able to see that, but I hid it well. Christmas Eve, uh, Luke is going to know that I'm saying this, but May Gray in, Montmartre, in the Montmartre. I really like the series. I'm looking forward to this one. It's got a kind of a, somewhere like a serial killer type situation set in Nice as opposed to Paris as it's normally set. On Christmas Day, I'm going to go with Doctor Who. New Doctor uh, coming. So we're getting our regeneration. We're getting an old Doctor. Always look forward to Doctor Who on Christmas Day. I think this one will definitely deliver. Also on Christmas Day, Call the Midwife. Christmas special. Is that on Boxing Day? 
yeah, set on Boxing Day, so I'm not quite sure why they're showing it on Christmas Day. Uh, I'm just scrolling because down. Because it gets the rating. I think that's about it for me, yes. But you know what you haven't said, Gary? I haven't said... Um, There's no Miranda bloody does Christmas. There's no I, bloody there yellow. There is yellow. <laughs> ah, there is. Uh, the words Christmas Eve are in yellow. No, they're not. They're in bright green. Are you... That, I am that... colourblind. <laughs> so you're, are you seriously colourblind? Yeah, and that looks yellow to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shall I just go now? You should start with, I can't blind, is that yellow? Well, it looks yellow uh, to me, what am I supposed to say? Starting uh, next week, uh, The League of Gentlemen, which is on, Luke will tell me. Just BBC Two, 10pm, three nights next week. Yeah, Monday, yeah? Tuesday and Wednesday next week. Okay. Obviously, massive fan of that, so glad that's coming back for a, a reunion, I think 20 years since it was on the radio. Um, a Christmas Carol Goes Wrong, which is on Saturday, oh. which is the follow-up to Peter Pan Goes Wrong, which is by the Misty Theatre Company, which is basically a group of actors playing a group of bad actors, like a amateur polytechnic company who are gatecrashing a sort of live version of A Christmas Carol on the BBC. Yeah with uh, Derek Jacobi as Scrooge. Diana Rigg is also the other big name in this. On uh, BBC Four, Eric Ernie and Me, which is on the 28th, which is the Friday. It's a uh, hour-long drama about Morecambe and Wise's relationship with Eddie Braben, who was their longtime collaborator. Stephen Tompkinson playing Eddie Braben, and oddly, um, Mark Bonner and uh, Neil Mastel as Morecambe and Wise in this. I can't see uh, that, but... Yeah. I've seen a bit of it, and it does feel, certainly with Mark Bonner, that they are doing sort of impressions rather than it feeling yeah. like... Because Eric and Ernie mm. that Victoria Wood did a few yeah. years ago. But that was young Eric and Ernie, wasn't yeah. it? So this, yeah. at New Year's Day, we've got the first episode of Muck Mafia, which is... Uh, I'm going to think of that. I'm into, Jake I keep Norton. begging for a preview and not getting anywhere. So and um, talking of um, Steve Pemberton, Rhys Shearsmith of League of Gentlemen, Inside Number 9 is back on Tuesday the 2nd at 10pm yeah. on BBC Two. The next podcast you'll hear and the final one from us will be our top 12 shows of the year based here in the UK. Thank you so much for listening. You know how to get in touch. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Search The Custard TV on all of those things and you will find us. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. We have a patron deal up as well. Patreon! Maybe oh, in dear. 2018, Luke will know how to say that word. And what's on The Custard TV, Luke? Oh, the podcast for the best of the uh, US shows, the best shows of the year 2017 will be up, and uh, reviews of The Apprentice, that reaches its conclusion, and the final episode of The A Word as well, which airs on Tuesday. That is it. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, see, bye. 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 Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.